Hello and welcome to uh, the C to Z of movies, a, a new podcast all about movies. My name's Colin Thomas, I'm the C of the C to Z, and uh, joining me is Zijian Chong, the Z of the C to Z. Hi Zijian. Hey Colin, how are you? Hi. I'm well, I'm well, how are you? <laughs> yeah, a bit nervous, but this this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and and I think it's only a matter of time before we're the greatest podcast on the internet. Um, yeah, depends how long it is. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a lot about movies. Um, today, we're mostly going to be talking about Civil War, which um, we both seen. I saw it last night. When did you see it, Zijan? Yeah, same as well. I wanted to catch the premiere, but um, I decided against it because going to work the next day after watching a show till 3 a.m. isn't a very good idea. I've tried it once before and it was awful. awful that doesn't awful. sound... Yeah, because you were going to go for the midnight showing, weren't you? But you decided yeah, to I was planning to, but um, I've changed my mind. I did it once before when I was watching X-Men First Class. That was three years ago. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm a bit too old for late night screenings anymore. Yeah, and I went for the uh, eight fifteen p.m. That seemed a lot more more sensible. But we both saw it on day of release. Anyone in costume when you saw it? Um, none from my bed. Uh, not in my cinema. Um, mm. It was really noisy though. I think the person behind <laughs> beside me was munching on popcorn really, really loudly. <laughs> um, but that's the most interesting thing uh, <laughs> of all the patrons in my screening. There you go. That's, that's a C to Z of movies exclusive. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. How was your there. screening? Were there people in costume? Was there Spider-Man? No one in costume. Do you, do you remember that? We, we saw uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, was it? When there was a chap dressed up as Spider-Man and no one else dressed up at all. That was embarrassing for him. Um, <laughs> but no, no costumes when I saw it. But again, quite quite noisy and very full. Uh, well, we'll talk a lot about Civil War later on, but uh, we're also going to do some some movie news. Uh, we might play a game or two, do some quizzes. Hope you've done your quiz, Sijan. Uh Yes, I have. It's Excellent. going to be tricky. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, and yes, what, uh, whatever else we, we think about to talk about. So let's kick off with, with the news. You've got some news, Sijan. Tell us some yeah. news. Yeah, I do. Uh, Disney. 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 There you go. Yeah. Um, so, live-action Disney films. Um, Disney has just announced that there are um, five more dates for Disney films. And, okay, so so yeah. far they've had Cinderella and they did uh, that Sleeping Beauty one, Maleficent. Uh, yep. Uh, Jungle Book, obviously, which you've seen and I haven't. Yes. Um, and I done? believe um, Pan. Oh, of course, yes, Pan. Yeah. Yep, Alice in was, Wonderland, um, was that Pan? Um, yes. Alice in Wonderland and The Sorcerer's Apprentice, apparently. Really? Yeah, they did it. They did it a couple of years ago, I think. And um, yeah, apparently it wasn't great. Hence, we've not heard of it. I've never heard of it, no. <laughs> yeah, and they're making like Maleficent 2. Fine. Good to keep Angelina Jolie in work. That's exactly. Um, they're making Jungle Book 2. Yes. Um, Jungle Book. What well, might as well give the, let the listeners know now. Um, we'll be doing a Jungle Book quiz towards the end of this podcast. So... Um, I've been researching Jungle Book. Hopefully, you've been researching Jungle Book, and, and we'll show off our, our knowledge Jungle later. Knowledge. Yeah, exactly. But what's uh, what have they got planned in the uh, in the future films? Um, so I know this year they're doing Pete's Dragon. I've not seen the animated film before, um, nope. so I'm not sure what it's about. Well, I, I imagine it's about a dragon belonging to Pete, but that's all <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Another exclusive there. Very yeah, good. clearly, yeah. <laughs> I'm full of surprises today. <laughs> uh, next year, they're doing um, Beauty and the Beast. With, with Emma Watson, Emma Watson. Yeah, that's the thing. So I'm looking forward to that. I loved Beauty and the Beast, um, the cartoon. Um, looking forward to seeing what they do with it. I'm hoping they keep some of the songs as well. They did it quite well with Jungle Book. Which I loved, yeah. by the way. They only put a couple of the songs in, didn't they, for Jungle Book? Yeah, two of them. 
um, the band Necessities and um, I Want to Be Like You. Oh, the best two then. Yeah, the best yeah. two. Um, I think they put the Trust in Me song, the song by Carr at the end in the credits. Uh, okay. But apart from that, nothing much. Yeah, I think um, this Disney live action films have been hit and miss so far, really. Um, you've, have you seen any of them? Uh, I saw the f- Alice in Wonderland. I don't know if that counts. Like yeah, that counts. They are making a sequel to that as well. Have yeah, you seen? yeah, that's coming out soon, actually. Isn't it? Um, saw the trailer for that. That, yeah. was, that was fine. To be honest, I didn't really grow up on the, the Disney cartoons. I know you're a big fan. Um, I am. But, but most of them I've... Well, a lot of them I haven't seen or I've only just seen bits of. So I've, I've never seen Sleeping Beauty all the way through, I don't think, or Beauty and the Beast. Or I've seen bits of Cinderella. Oh, I didn't see the uh, the live-action Cinderella either. That was really good, actually. That was Kenneth Branagh. Is that how I'm pronouncing his name correctly? Kenneth Branagh, Branagh that's right. Yeah. yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, it's quite clear from this podcast that I'm not British. Yeah, we should have started that. I'm, I'm, I'm British. You're I'm Malaysian. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, Malaysian. So a, a lot of these podcasts are done by Americans who get very excited by everything, and, and we might not be doing that. But, um, I can be good. excited for both of us. Excellent. I'll, I'll just be... Uh, uh, British. Yep. I'm British, yes. Well, speaking of... Uh, Speaking of Kenneth Branagh, I haven't got any news relating to Kenneth Branagh. I thought I'd be able to link it nicely. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Um, yeah. we'll, work on the, we'll work on the segues. We um, can do that. I saw some news about, uh, about Wolverine 3. Apparently they've cast Stephen Merchant in, in Wolverine 3. It was a bit of a surprise. You're familiar with uh, Stephen Merchant from uh, the UK office, or as we call it over here, the office. Um, <laughs> and uh, extras. And he's done, done bits and pieces. I've not, not seen the office before, to be fair. Have you not? Uh, no. He was only in one episode, I think, but he wrote it. Okay. He's, very, he's a very, very tall man, so trying to work out who he is based on being tall. Yeah, um, but given that he's British, he's going to be the villain, right? Probably. Just by default. And I reckon he's going to be motion capture. I don't think you could put Stephen Merchant on screen next to uh, Hugh Jackman and take it seriously. Then <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, got but, a Bristolian accent, so he can't really do that either. Hmm. Yeah. So Hugh Jackman is going to play Wolverine again for the, what, eighth, ninth time now? Oh, uh, probably. Well, yeah. we just discovered, haven't we? Um, also in news, discovered that he's going to turn up in uh, X Men Apocalypse. Yes, I was going to go through the trailer as well. Did you like the trailer? I did. I did. Latest X Men Apocalypse trailer. Um, it's got a it's got a great cast there. But it did have feature Jennifer Lawrence uh, saying, "Forget everything you think you know." I'd quite happily never hear that line in a film ever again. Um, I was watching <laughs> two trailers before. Um, uh, before Civil War, another one told me to forget everything I th- thought I knew. Uh, it was just lazy writing, I think. But apart from that, yeah, lots of uh, characters we've seen before, either in the first-class iteration or previous iterations. It looks uh, looks interesting. Yeah, I, I I like this trailer better than the previous ones. Um, I think the previous ones just didn't show I don't know, anything, really. It was just the same old story, a group of good guys coming in to beat up apocalypse but this one i think it has a lot more substance in it i don't know and i love when Wolverine showed up i read it i was cheering were you watching in the cinema or on your computer screen i saw it in the cinema before civil war okay yeah and you, you cheered in the cinema or was this metaphorical cheering <laughs> i cheered inside fantastic mm-hmm. um yeah, so so look forward to that's coming out uh, in May, isn't it? But the, the X Men usually they deal with fairly weighty things. It's not just I mean they, they always do have a uh, a villain they fight, they yeah. fight, but uh, but quite often it's looking at the politics and, and the treatment of mutants is a bit uh, a bit deeper than than some superhero films. They do, um, they do, and I'm unlike you. I 
I'm not a big fan of the more recent X-Men films, and but this one actually looks pretty decent, so I'm giving it a shot. Um, I'm a big fan of X1 and X2 when it first came out. Um, we're not talking about X3, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just didn't get what was so good about the first class of Days of Future Past because they changed quite a lot of the powers and they changed quite a lot of the people and the mutants and what they can and cannot do. So it was a bit of a mishmash. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe we can uh, review that in a, a later later podcast once we've uh, once we've seen the latest one. No. Give it the uh, the full treatment. Yes. Uh, do you have any more news, Ejen? Uh, one quick one. Just um, continuing with this British team, because we're oh, all yeah. British here. Um, they're making an animated Netflix series on Watership Down. Oh, so really? I know we're all talking about um, film and not about TV series and Netflix, but because Watership Down was a film, so I thought I'd bring That's it up. Good, good link, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten I've, years never best, seen, but... I've never seen Watership Down. Have you I mean, not? No. Have you read the book, though? No, uh, but it's about rabbits dying, isn't it? That's a yeah. Spoilers yeah. for Watership Down. It's not. Idea. Yeah, it's about rabbits. <laughs> and and Art Garfunkel singing Bright Eyes. Oh, there you go. Burning like fire. Yeah, but they've got some really good um, voice actors. So it's going to be an um, animated film series on Netflix. Okay. So you have Ben Kingsley. Very good. Uh, James McAvoy. Excellent. Nicholas Holt. Holt. It's half the cast of uh, X-Men. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gemma Arterton. Okay, very good. Yes, so very British. There you go, I look forward to that. Well, mm. I say I look forward to it. I'm always not going to watch it, but I look forward to you enjoying it. <sighs> but it, but if we're talking about TV, I have some TV-related news I discovered today. Um, do you know The Wheel of Time, Zijan? Yes, that's the fantasy series of books. That's right, written by Robert Jordan. Series of I think uh, thirteen, maybe fourteen fantasy books. Um, yeah, way too many books. There's lots of books and they're very long, but it's also an excellent series. I first read it in school. I've read it through I think three or four times now. Uh, but I discovered the, uh, they've announced very vague plans to make a TV series of that. Uh, I guess with Game of Thrones being very popular at the moment, it's uh, mm-hmm. the time to get out your fantasy epics. But um, Harriet who's the, the widow of the author, put some fake message on, on um, Google+. Plus. I didn't know people were using Google+. Plus, but apparently she put it out on there, um, and it found its way onto Facebook, so I saw it, but saying uh, uh, a series to come. So I'm very excited by that. Although I did discover they'd done a pilot, um, okay. which is only 20 minutes, and, and is not connected with this series, I don't think. I started watching it earlier today, but apparently it's absolutely terrible, um, and uh, was only done to keep the rights, I think, in a kind of... Fantastic oh. for rights keeping type uh, situation. Yeah. yeah. Have you read the books before? Um, I've read, yeah, read all the books several times. Yeah. Um, how are they compared to Game of Thrones? Or have you not read Game of Thrones before? Uh, I read the first quarter of the first book of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better than I have. I read oh, right. the first chapter of the first book of Game oh, of there Thrones. You go. Yeah. But uh, with a time much better than that first quarter of a book. Um, so, so there you go. It, it takes a uh, things a bit of a while to get going but it's got some very good characters it's um it starts off quite small just just mm-hmm. three or four people on a bit of adventure and then it broadens out to a whole uh world really lots of different lands and peoples so um i don't know if they did it as a tv series the budget would have to be phenomenal it would have to be yeah exactly. game of thrones level budget so i guess they, they, if they do do it they'll see how well it works to begin with but then i was hearing that um game of thrones started off quite low budget and they now spend more Per episode than they did on the entire first series. So uh, well, it's so popular now, anyway. Um, and should I get emotionally attached to any characters when I watch that film, or um, or is everyone just going to die? 
Uh, Wheel of Time doesn't kill off its characters to the same extent, no. Yeah. In fact, they, ba- they barely kill off anyone. What? Um, Spoiler alert! Spoilers. If you're an actor and you've signed on to that, you've got good money coming in for the next decade. Or oh, so. okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> good to know. Um, more news. While well, we've talked about being British, I'd like to get your view as an Asian, Susan. <laughs> right. Um, so Tilda Swinton has been cast as the Ancient <laughs> One. In fact, not only cast, but she's in the yes. trailer um, of Doctor yes. Strange as the Ancient yes. One. I understand the Ancient One is traditionally Asian. <laughs> yes. Are you outraged? Um, traditionally Tibetan. I don't know. I'm, that was actually That is actually in my list of things to talk about, whitewashing. <laughs> yeah whitewashing oh wow. yeah. we're starting off uh, pretty yeah you know that's the thing it's uh, the thing is I love Tilda Swinton uh, oh, yeah. I've seen her performances before and they're really really good and to be fair I don't really mind um, the thing is um, Asians tend to be typecast as um, old wise people who know a lot of stuff I mean look at Karate Kid uh, <laughs> yeah look at Kill Bill so we tend to be old, wise, and, you know, I think it's about time to make the white people old and wise for once. If it's any consolation yeah. season, I've never thought of you as either old or wise. <laughs> oh, cheers. Oh, uh, thanks, yeah, no. Yeah, no I'm, quite, I'm quite glad to be quite young, Yeah, given that my birthday is slightly before yours. Yes. Yes. Listeners who can't see our faces need to know that Z-Chan is older than me. <laughs> By a month. By a month. There you go. Well, uh, did you like the trailer, though? But, yes, uh, but... The Doctor Strange trailer, yeah, it looked, it looked quite um, Inception-y. And I know that the ideas of Doctor Strange predate Inception, but all the uh, different cities falling on each other and, and some of the, the patterns you saw, yes. it, it felt very much like Inception, which is no bad thing. I really liked Inception. Do you know much about Doctor Strange? Uh, I know bits. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's basically got exactly the same story as Iron Man, I understand. Uh, yep, um, yep. Yeah, and the same facial hair as Iron Man. <laughs> yep. Uh, although weirdly, Benedict Cumberbatch seemed to be playing him as House. Yeah, so um, I hear. Same same accent and Doctor who doesn't really care much about his patients. Well, and so so correct me if I'm wrong, Susan, because I'm sure you know more about this than I do. Uh, doctor doesn't like his patients much, but is really good. Doctor hands get mangled, discovers magic. Is that about? Yeah, and that sounds like House as well, really. <laughs> it, it does, apart from the magic bit. Yeah. Um, but I can't really tell the difference between the accents to be fair because um, I never paid attention to it everything sounds about the same <laughs> to me um, British being American um, and yeah when, when people brought out the fact that you know he sounded like house um, it just never occurred to me at all but I, I like the trailer I did enjoy the trailer um, I think it's going to be a tough one for, for the MCU to pull off to bring in Magic. I know they've got Thor and his hammer, but they, they all and, and even um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. But they always try and explain magic as being science. So even with Thor, they're like, "Oh yes, we've we've looked at this uh, astro astronomical phenomenon, and it turns out there are bridges to other lands, etc." It's not a kind of magic realm. This seems to be the first time they've really gone heavy on the magic. Yeah, um, I think it'll be interesting though to see how magic fits into the whole MCU. Um, but it's going to be weird to explain why wasn't Doctor Strange about when all the big fights were about. Yeah, uh, although they could just say that he's not become Doctor Strange yet. Yeah, he was mentioned in Captain America Winter Soldier, though, wasn't he? He was, but maybe just as a as a Doctor. I don't know. Mm. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they've, they've thought it all through. Um, speaking of accents, I'm, I'm going to talk about this more in the, the, the Civil War yes. bit, or at least I was going to, but since we're talking about British people doing American accents... Martin Freeman's American accent was terrible. <laughs> was he supposed to be American in Civil War? I think was so. he? Really? I think I think he was. 
and, and, and neither you nor I are probably the right people to comment on American accents, no. but that was really bad. <laughs> um, Hasn't he done an American accent before? I, I was trying to think. I can't think of anything he's done an American accent in. Maybe in uh, The Good Night, yeah. which was a bad film. Uh-huh. So I, I don't, don't remember that. But uh, if you're listening, Martin, work on that for the, uh, for the next Yes, film. Martin, if you're listening. Yeah. On the off chance that you're listening on our podcast, our first podcast ever. <laughs> We're scouring the internet for, for mentions of his name. Yeah. Um, did you have any more news, Nisha? No, I think it's a good time to break to Civil War though to be fair because we're talking about Avengers now in the MCU unless you have anything else you want to add the, the only thing I was going to add was um, Alicia Vikander has been, been cast as Lara Croft yes which I think is a, is a good piece of casting yes. uh, I like Alicia Vikander I think she's very good in Ex Machina and uh, um, and I thought she's very good in The Man From Uncle actually quite small have you seen The Danish Girl the, the I've Danish. not seen The Danish Girl that's what she got her Oscar for isn't it yeah um, I've not seen any of her films before <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, the inside scoop. Um, <laughs> but she looks like Lara Croft. I'm, I'm sure she'll be good. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know what her English accent is like. Um, ah. Presumably, she'll do an English accent. But the, uh, did you see the the, uh, the original Lara Croft films? Yes, the, uh, the one Angelina Jolie. Angelina ones. Yeah. Uh, what? I thought they were terrible. <sighs> they, <laughs> they, uh, they weren't that bad I thought the first one was okay the second one was definitely terrible okay I, in fairness, I don't think I ever saw all of the second one I just remember hating the first one um, well there you go let's hope Alicia Vikander does better than that um, either way yep and if you're listening Alicia Vikander we are rooting for you yes <laughs> and uh, I can pass you on my phone number later um, <laughs> right well I've ruined the segue but let's talk about Civil War um, yes so the way we're going to do it, we're going to first of all try and uh, talk about it without spoilers. I'm not very good at talking about things without spoilers. so that That's going to be so long. difficult. Um, we need to do a lot of editing after this. Yeah, and then after that, we'll we'll very madly say spoilers, spoilers. Stop listening to the spoilers. Um, and we'll talk a bit about spoilers. Uh, Zizan, you've read the Civil War comics, so you're going to talk about that for a bit. Yes, I have. I will. Excellent. And um, we can might compare it with some other films, I think, particularly with uh, Batman v Superman, because there's quite a few uh, similarities Yes. Uh, in some ways. Um, but first of all, uh, Civil War, did you like it, Zijan? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was brilliant. I think I would like to start from the, the airport fight scene. I think that... That's pre- exactly what I wanted to start as well, so go for it. That is by far the best comic book film action sequence I've ever seen. By far. I just wow. can't think of anything that I preferred more. But that was amazing. I think what makes it works is that we know each character's power set and we know what sh- what everyone can do. And it's quite cool to see how, you know, everyone works together and use their powers against each other. Whereas if you look at the previous Avengers film, it's just loads and loads of bad guys. In the first Avengers films, you have those aliens and you have many of them, but you have no idea what they can do. They're just shooting weird stuff and punching, I think. And yeah. in the second Avengers <laughs> film, um, Age of Ultron, they're just many robots. And again, they're just punching around. So you don't really get any feel of um, them trying to overcome each other's powers, but more like them trying to just overcome the sheer numbers of aliens and robots. Whereas this time around, you actually get the feel of them trying to work together against each other's powers. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, I think... Uh- when they, when they did pair them off for the fighting, or, uh, there was a lot of thought going into yeah who could take on who and what would their powers 
too. So you've got Vision, who's very, very powerful. Yes. But then they've, I think they've quite, they've upped Scarlet Witch's powers quite a lot for this one, I think. And they're saying that she didn't necessarily know how powerful she was before, but pairing her off against Vision, they seem to be uh, at least evenly matched. And maybe she's a bit more in the bringing in, I don't think it's spoilers yet at this point to say they're bringing in Spider Man because he's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and, and, Clearly show well, incredibly powerful webbing that Spider-Man has. <laughs> uh, more, more powerful than it's been in, in previous iterations, but he, he can uh, take on superhumans with that. Um, but yeah, you, you don't lose the the personalities, you don't lose the characters in the fight, which I thought was, was really good. Because early on, in some of the earlier fighting scenes, it was very kinetic, very fast, kind of handheld camera, very rushed, and you could barely make out what was going on, which I thought was good for for the scenes it was in, because they're mm-hmm. trying to play the, the fact that it was very... Uh, desperate and, and dangerous, mm-hmm. but if they'd done that in the airport fight, I would have been very disappointed because it's just a blur of of characters. But you, you managed to get them talking to each other, setting up against each other, teaming up, uh, and and that all making sense. So yeah, I agree that that was definitely the best scene in the in the movie for me. The kind of because it wasn't really the, quite the culmination of the plot. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but it was where the film had been leading up to up to that point. Yeah, and and handled really well. Do you not think it's the best comic book film action sequence you've ever seen, though? <sighs> in, in, it's t- in the first Avengers, I, I get what you're saying about the... Um, or Avengers Assemble, as we call it in this country. Yep. Uh, I, I get what you're saying about the they're just punching aliens. But I really did like the first one that, that where they had the, the, the fight scene that's panned from character to character, particularly in 3D. Yep. That worked really well. Um Going back a bit, the Spider-Man 2 fight on top of the train with Doc Octopus. That was really I good as well, yeah. Um, but you, I'll have to see this one again. I've obviously only seen it, seen it once. We're obviously not, not the, the hardened fans who see it four times on the on the first day. Yeah. Um, but it could be. It could be. Certainly the best bit of the movie. And some surprises that uh, we won't talk about in the non-spoiler section yeah. that, that worked really well, I thought. You know what? I was actually very tempted to go back to the cinema this morning. Oh, to really? watch it again just for the airport fight scene. Just tell me right, you're going for you're going for ten minutes uh, if you time time <laughs> your arrival correctly. Well yeah. it's one pound per minute, right? I think it's quite worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think there was a point in, in um in that fight scene where I yelled out holy <laughs> quite loudly. <laughs> and I might, just, might need to remove that editing. We're a we're a family friendly podcast season. I know, oh. I know. And it was just before when one of the characters yelled the same exact same thing as well. Alright, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's just brilliant. And just coming quickly back to when you said, um, they've upped the Scarlet Witch's powers. Yeah. In the comic books, she's actually much, much more powerful than she is in the films. Okay. So, so I think upping her up makes sense because she has unlimited power in the comic books. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's talk about the the new characters. If we can do that without yep. too many spoilers. So, so Chadwick Boseman as as Black Panther. Uh, what do you think of him? He was really good. Um, I love his action scenes a lot. I think he um, his fight scenes were really fluid, and I think he brings a sort of regality. You can believe that he's a king. Yeah, I've, I think we'll see a lot more of him. Obviously, there's a Black Panther spinoff coming. Mm-hmm. Um, is it next year? I get confused with my MCU timeline. Um, I didn't feel we saw that much from this time, but you're right. What, what we did, I mean, Chadwick Boseman's a great actor, but what we did see of him really gave a, a different feel. I don't think it felt like any any of the previous characters. Um, there's not a lot of humour about him. Um, or a lot of the other characters, they're, they're making quips or they're making 
uh, making funny jokes to each other. Yeah. Um, I don't seem, I don't remember him laughing or, or smiling at all. Um, no. I don't know if we'll see more of that in the other film, but it was nice to see. I get a bit tired of superheroes who just all make quips when as whenever they're doing anything. They don't all have to be Iron Man. Um, yep. Although, having said that, there's lots of humour, and I think they did well to separate the humour bits. They had uh, Ant-Man coming in again in Paul, Paul Rudd. as a very funny guy. He does mostly comedies, but I thought he, he brought a different sensibility, a different kind of uh, humour to the role. Yep. I thought he was actually funnier in this than he was in the entirety of Ant-Man, where most of his jokes got cut for some reason. Okay. I, I agree with that point. Um, I think it's good to have um, the Black Panther being stoic. I mean, he's the king of a very mm. well-to-do country. You can't expect him to be quipping <laughs> all the time with the likes of Iron Man, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought his introduction was good. Um, and yeah, I think he, he played it really well. He was a very good actor. And next, we have Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Um, I, I'm not one of these people who hates the previous films, but the first two Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire ones, two of my favourite superhero films. I, I even thought the Andrew Garfield ones he did very well. Uh, it was great to see them approaching this from a different angle, having Spider-Man properly young, properly in high school, and not like the previous ones where he's a 25-year-old pretending he's 18 or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this the kid actually is fairly young. Speaking of accents, he's British, and his American accent is spot on. Well done, Tom Holland. You've, <laughs> you've nailed that one. Um, I assume that Tom Holland, Martin Freeman, and, and Alicia Vikander have all gathered together uh, to listen to this yeah. um, in, in Hollywood. So, so well done, Tom. You nailed it. <laughs> the, the Russo brothers uh, mentioned that they really, really want Spider-Man in this film. Do you think Spider-Man actually added anything to this film? Or do, does it really need Spider-Man? I think it, I think he brought the most joy to it. I think you, you, I love these characters, but we've seen we've seen them all before several times. I mean, apart from obviously Black Panther coming in, mm. um, and I, I don't begrudge it. I think it's great. I love to see characters coming back time and time again. But I, I think his introduction was just a, a real, I don't know, shining a new light in and, and bringing bring a completely different character what we've seen before and a lot of a lot of comedy in that as well I, w- I was really pleased to see him there I guess we're talking a bit how how important Spider-Man is to the comic and we didn't really get that same importance uh, in the film no, in this film though but I agree with you though like um, this is probably my favourite incarnation of Spider-Man I liked Tobey Maguire I liked Andrew Garfield um, in their respective parts I think Tobey Maguire made a great Peter Parker I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man I thought he was creepy and sarcastic and what Spider-Man should be, but I think uh, it's good to have someone young. So it'll be interesting when we get the get the solo movie to see uh, what they put in with, because they're not going to do the death of Uncle Ben again. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, How did Spider-Man get his powers again? I have no idea. <laughs> How? I thought it was slightly. Yeah, I thought it was slightly odd. He didn't mention the spider bag in the film. He just kind of said, "Oh, you know how this all happened to me." Just, just tell us you got bitten by a spider and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think of the film in general? Uh, yeah, I really, really loved it. Um, I think Avengers Assemble is still my favourite MCU film. I'd have to watch this one again. I think certainly Age of Ultron grew on me a lot the second and third time I saw it. So I might might learn to love this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or love it more than I do. I think I think it, it really succeeded in what it was trying to do. Because I, I, when Avengers Assemble came out, I just thought there's no way you can bring all these characters together and, and do the story because so many superhero films had, had failed because they had too many characters. I think that was the big flaw of Spider-Man 3. But um, but they really pulled it off in Avengers um, and I guess that really raised expectations after that. So Age of Ultron went in thinking this is going to be awesome and then was 
a little bit disappointed when it wasn't as good as hoped. Yeah. Um, and I went into into Civil War having seen I haven't actually read the reviews, but I'd seen the headlines saying this is the best one yet, some of them yeah. are saying. Um and some expectations are really, really high and I think they were they were just about met. I yeah, I can't well let's let's talk about the things that, that disappointed us, uh if we can do that without too many spoilers. <laughs> without too many spoilers. Maybe we can't do that. I don't know. I, my, my, one of my issues with it was there are some characters I would like to see more a bit of. More of. Yeah. Um, my, my ongoing, in fact, changing a bit, my ongoing issue with the MCU, and I love the MCU films, is we don't seem to get as many romantic subplots as as most superhero films. Do you have a or, quibble with that? Yeah, I, I really like. I like a bit of bit of love humanism in a film mean? season. Yeah. Well, this is what I really liked about the original Spider-Man films. You've got the, the Peter Parker, MJ storyline going on. Yeah. Whereas in the the MCU, yeah, we've had um, we've had Thor and and, and Jane. Well, that Although, wasn't much. And I don't think Natalie Portman's coming back, is she? I was going to say she's she said she's never coming uh, never come back again, which is a, a great shame. I think having built that up. Although it does mean um, in Thor Ragnarok, uh, they've, they've cast oh, I can't remember her name, but the girl who was in Creed, who was very good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe there's a new. Love interest there, mm-hmm. but then Pepper Potts was um, uh, was linked to Iron Man. Basically, they got together off screen some sometime between Iron Man Two and Avengers Assemble. Yeah, turned out to have got together. That's right. Um, obviously, we had Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter, and then, uh, well, he got frozen. Um, and I really liked the Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff stuff from the previous uh, film. I, I know that was yeah. that split opinion. I, I thought it was brilliant. Didn't really care much for it, to be fair. I I, I, don't know, I think they work really well. Yeah, she suddenly Together. became the Hulk Whisperer. The Hulk Whisperer, yeah, oh, good. <laughs> she was, wasn't she? She could calm, she could calm the Hulk down. Um, yes, yeah. I, I like having um love stories if um they contribute to the plot, and especially for Spider Man, I think it makes sense because um Spider Man, a lot of Spider Man revolves around his personal issues, and revolves around Gwen, revolves around Mary Jane revolves around his relationship with Uncle Ben and Aunt May. So I do agree yeah. that those are very important in the Spider-Man story. Whereas for the other heroes, they are less important. And to be fair, I didn't know much about Pepper Potts or Jane Foster um, before the MCU films because they have been sidelined as characters in the comic books. And um, okay. yeah, it's just, they're, they're just not as important like Louis Lane in Superman. We do not know anyone who's in love with Batman. No, because they, they tried to have his uh, relationship with Rachel, didn't they, in the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah. That, what, wasn't helped by recasting Rachel partway through. A little, <laughs> that was just weird. Hey, Rachel, you look different today. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that when it comes to comic book films, I'm in it just to see, most mostly just to see the action. I'm a bit shallow like that. The, these side characters, they just you know, do anything for me. To me, it's all, it's all about uh, the characters, and I like to see the character development. I think we really got that, well, throughout the MCU, but definitely in this film as as well. And as, I don't just want to see lots of impressive fight scenes, although we did get some impressive fight scenes. Yeah. But uh, I, I like to see more about what the characters are thinking, what their their development is, and the relationships they have with each other and with with other characters. So on on that score, yeah, I would have liked to see a bit more of that. But um. Having said that, I thought Robert Robert Downey Jr. was was superb, really playing the emotional side yes. of of his character um, yes. in the aftermath of Age of Ultron. Same way, because I think in Iron Man three, he really played well the the aftermath of Avengers Assemble. 
And I thought he had the probably. I think of of all the actors in this one, I think he was the best um, in Civil War. He's well, he's done the character the most now out of everyone else. To be fair, he knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Can we move on to spoiler spoilery territory okay, now? Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler warning. There you go. Don't if listen. You're now we're going to tell you everything that happened. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Uh, so on on the romantic side, I was disappointed the Hulk didn't turn up. Bruce Banner didn't turn up. I know we were told he wasn't going to, but I thought they'd slip him in somewhere. Yeah, but I thought he was trying to avoid this to protect everyone from him. So I think it makes sense for him not to be there. It does. He got mentioned, didn't he? At one point, the the uh, Iron Man asked asked Natasha where uh, whether she knew where where Bruce Banner was. Yeah, she just smiled and said said no. Um, in terms of power set, he's just too powerful. I mean, I know Iron Man defeated him using a Hulkbuster armor and all that jazz. Yeah, but you can't you can't repeat that trick, can you? No, that's the thing, and it's the same with Thor as well. Um, him not being there, um, yeah, he's just a bit too powerful. But you can argue the same yeah. about Scarlet Witch and Vision. And I guess that's yeah, why they I put mean, them on opposite teams. If not, it would just be too insane. I guess in, in Thor's case, it's not really his fight, is it? It's, uh, it's an issue of. Um, British, po- well, not British, sorry, um, world politics, US politics, <laughs> and that's got nothing to do with the guy from uh, from Asgard. Yeah, he's, he's not going to sign, is it? So I can see why they kept him out of it. And Bruce, the whole point of well, the airport fight in particular is they want to attack each other, but they don't want to kill each other. Yes, and I'm not sure Hulk would be able to cope with uh, not killing with that distinction. Yeah. yeah, do you think everyone's motives for joining each side was uh, make sense? I think it. I think that, yeah. Uh, when I first heard that it was going to Captain America was the rebel and Iron Man was the the guy who went with the government, I thought that sounds completely the wrong way around, based on what we know about the characters. I mean, Iron Man Tony Stark has always been reluctant to side with authority, whereas Captain America's gone up through the U.S. Army and sort of all about obeying orders. Mm-hmm. But they they explained it really well, I think, with with kind of almost well all the guilt that Tony Stark feels. Yes, which he, which he should feel. In he, fairness, he, he created a monster that. Yes, yes. As well as, you know, arms dealing for most of his life. But <laughs> Yeah, that too. Yeah. But they, they they really made that convincing. Obviously Bucky was never gonna go on anyone else's side. Yep. Um same with Falcon. Yep. And same with War Machine. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um Vision was kind of created by Tony Stark, so you can, well he kind of Jarvis ish. Kinda, but I think I believe because he was an Android, he's probably the most law abiding. One of them all, if he follows like yes. a binary code of um, law obedience, <laughs> it's yeah. either yes or no. Whilst we're on the topic, I really don't like Vision. Why not? I just I, I don't like the I don't like Paul Bettany's performance. I'm sorry, Paul. I know that you're a big fan of the podcast, um, but it just does the whole uh, the way he talks, the way he walks, the way he looks, everything. He's an android. He has too much power as well. Um, I know we've talked about thought about that. But can, now I, I I'd be quite happy to see Vision killed off. What? Just take him out of there. Ah, oh, but he has it's an like, infinity gem in his forehead. Ah, uh, I see. The bit I did like was that he started wearing regular clothes. That's, I thought it was quite funny <laughs> seeing him wandering around in a jumper and jeans. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that, on that point, um. I thought there were hints of romance between Vision and the Scarlet Witch, just like the comic books, which I I'd, liked. I, I heard today that they're married, aren't they? Uh, they have a long and tragic love story. So there, there you go. You have some romance in this film as well. <laughs> oh, not with him though. Oh. It it is quite tragic though. Like um, they have twins. They had twins. Um, Excellent. Yeah, two boys, and each of them, um, funnily enough, 
one of them has super speed and one of them has magic. Okay. Just like the twins. Just makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it all ties together. But it's quite tragic. Um, and one of the reasons why there, there's this whole story about the Scarlet Witch going crazy, um, in the comic books and start killing everyone. Um, and that's because she lost her twins at childbirth or something like that. So it's quite tragic. Well, we've, we've really brought the podcast down there. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Let's talk some more about Spider-Man. Uh, make <laughs> what, so I, I, I like um, Marissa Tamai. I think she's a great actress. I thought she was really good as as Aunt May. What do you think, Susan? Yes, she was really good. Um, she didn't have much usually, to, She didn't have many no, she lines didn't do to much say. At all, did she? No, no, no. no. Um, but I thought she was good as Aunt May. And yeah, there's, there's nothing I did not like about this Spider-Man, really. I, I like his quips. I like... How funny he is! I like how he young was, he is. Yeah, I, I like yeah. It's one of the, one of the funniest lines in the uh, in the fight when he was uh, I was up against uh, Falcon, who said, "I don't know if this is your first fight, but people usually don't talk this much." <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That was uh, that was good. Um, you've probably not seen the the, the romantic comedy Only You, Zijan, but um, no, is it British? It's, uh, uh, no, no, it's uh, it's American, but um, okay. it, it's based around a woman who. He's told in a uh, in a fortune or something that she's definitely going to marry a man with a particular name, and then she spends the rest of her time trying to find a man with that name. It's all a bit odd, but it stars Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. Um, mm. as as the happy couple. This is before uh, long before the MCU, um, so it's good to see those two reunited, uh, at least in the scene together when when uh, Iron Man came to visit Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, now we're in spoilers. We can give away the fact that uh, the Spider Man was on Team Iron Man. Um, yeah, but I think that was in the trailers as well, though. I ah, see. This is the thing that I, um, so I'm at a slight disadvantage. I, I made sure not to watch ah, yes. the uh, uh, the trailers. So one of the reasons I think I was a little bit disappointed by Age of Ultron is because I'd already seen all the best bits of it yes. before going into the cinema because they they put them not only in trailers but also in like different clips from the film. Um, so for this one, and for Batman v Superman before that, I, I made sure not to uh, not to watch any of those clips. And I think that made me enjoy the film a lot more, but it does mean that I don't really know what's a spoiler and what's not. Uh, so there you go. I've seen the trailers, and I have to say that um, the trailers did not give out much, and everything in the film um, was quite new. Um, I mean, you get to see the the airport scene when they're, they're rushing to each yeah. other, but you don't get to see the autumn. The cool fights, and there are many of them. Although we saw the scene in um, in the first trailer way back, where I had uh, had Captain America and, and uh, Winter Soldier uh, attacking Iron Man. Yeah, but that wasn't really the main fight, though. In that scene, it was. It wasn't, but it, it gave away the it gave away the fact that Iron Man was going to come and join them, and where they were going to be. Yes, which I was a little bit disappointed by because at that point in the film, you wouldn't otherwise know what the next steps were going to be. That's true. Like, and I get why they put these things in the trailer because it's it's a good bit and it's going to involve the characters that everyone cares about. It's a good fight scene as well. Yeah, although some motivations. So for those people who haven't seen the film, what, what, why are you still listening? But um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we we should give them like um, a timestamp on when they can start listening again. That's a good idea. Do you reckon we can do that? Uh, yeah, we probably can insert something in. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, just fast forward. Um, just fast forward this. Yeah. Until you hear a point where we t- start talking about something else. Yep. But basically. He, Tony Stark's found out that the Winter Soldier killed his parents. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Oh. Actually, well, I don't know. I saw it coming just before the reveal. But um, I didn't know that but he did it whilst he did it whilst he was brainwashed. Yes, 
does it make sense to you that Tony Stark would be quite so angry with him at that point? It's like he knows he's killed. He wasn't doing it deliberately. He knows he didn't have a choice, and yet that's the kind of the big um, driver for him trying to attack Winter Soldier and trying to attack uh, Captain America as well. So I was thinking, this is a great, great scene. I, I, I did, I did like what they did, mm. but I was thinking, well, sh- I, I, yeah, fair enough. He's very emotional, but would you really carry on trying to kill someone if you knew it wasn't their fault? Where's your parents, though? That's a good point. My parents never been murdered by, uh, by a, <laughs> a frozen man. So I can't really yeah, comment. But, yeah. yeah, and it was. I think the scene was quite graphic as well, because they went into details on how he actually killed. Um, in fact, he saw the footage, didn't he? Um, yeah, like for the father, he actually punched him to death, and for the mom, um, he actually strangled her. Yeah, it was quite yeah. graphic. I mean, even even if he was not to be blamed because he was brainwashed and all that. I mean, seeing that, I think it would, yeah, it would trigger many angry responses. Speaking of his uh, his parents, so he had that that scene relatively early on. Um, where he was kind of in flashback or, or kind of almost um, uh, uh, virtual reality, yeah. wandering around and seeing it. I, I thought that was done well. I thought there was very good uh, young young Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, we saw it in um, Ant-Man where they made Michael Douglas younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that that was done very well. He, he looked quite a lot like Robert Downey Jr. did look uh, 20 years ago. Um, I don't think I remember seeing Robert Downey Jr. 20 years ago, so I have nothing to compare it with. But he did look young. Well, check out check like. out the film uh, Only You, uh, starring Robert Downey <laughs> yeah. Jr. and Mr. Tai, and uh, you'll find out. It's not a great film, to be honest. Uh, I should probably stop plugging it. Um, but yeah, I thought they handled that really well. And they obviously had confidence in it. They had to put him right up on the on the front of uh, front of shot, mm-hmm. rather than hiding him in the background. What do you think of the motivations of Zemo? Uh, it was... I say he's quite sympathetic because you cannot kind of understand where he's coming from. As ever with these plans, it's a little bit tortured and, and requires quite a few leaps of logic. Mm-hmm. One of these things you think would, would would he really have been able to guarantee that they would respond in this way? But, um, yeah, I thought it was quite similar to um, why Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch John Ultron to begin with, because um, yeah. their, their their place was destroyed by Iron Man. And for Zemo's case, you know, his, his family were killed, uh, for Sokovia. And they, they just hate, um, the Avengers for some reason or anything. It's not to do with, um, world, world conquest or world domination. Well, I, re- I really like that because you get too many villains who just want to take over the world or who want to destroy all of humanity or, or whatever. And to have, it seemed a lot smaller scale than a lot of things were. Because mm. like Thor 2, they, they have to save not just this universe, but all of reality and things like that. Um, and I, I liked it. It was it was a smaller scale. It was Avenger against Avenger. I think one of the criticisms of the MCU, which I think is fair, is they've not done brilliantly with their villains. So Loki's excellent. No. Uh, he's, a, he's not entirely a villain. He's, he's kind of, half the time, he seems to be on their side. Um, and there have been some half-decent ones, but you, you look through them and kind of think, um, what's his name uh, in First Iron Man Obadiah or something or <laughs> I, can't remember. I, I, th- I think it's just difficult though because you have you only have so much time you can spend on one character and spending on a villain is probably the can you name any good villains in the past in, in all the comic book films so far uh, so the, the MCU I'm not sure something like um, Doc Octopus in Spider-Man 2 I thought was done uh, done very well even something like Lex Luthor back in the old Superman's maybe, but I think in this one by by kind of almost sidelining the villain, Daniel Brawl I think again is a is a great actor. I loved him in uh, in Rush. I don't know if you've seen no, I've Rush. Seen that. Uh, no, he's he's very good in that. But he was barely in this, and I think that was 
that was fine um, because it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't a story, about was it? Him, it, was, no. it was a story of and I think like, that was probably a master joke actually thinking well we haven't got any great villains so let's just pair them off against each other and we know that everyone loves these characters yeah, it, but I, I, it makes you worry for Infinity Wars because um, obviously you've got Thanos around the corner mm-hmm. And if they haven't managed to get a great villain yet, are they going to be able to pull it off with him? And they really need to with him because he is the big villain. They need to be able to, to nail that one. Yeah, but hopefully because there are two films to play around with, um, you'll get uh, more motivations from the villain. Um, I, I love the uh, Marvel Netflix series as well. And I think the villains in them are brilliant as well. Um, you have the Kingpin and um, the Punisher to a certain extent in Daredevil and... In Jessica Jones, you have the Purple Man, and they're all well-developed characters because you have more time to spend on them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I, particularly with with Wilson Fisk of Kingpin in, in the first Daredevil series, I thought he was superb. Speaking of Daredevil, I know we're talking Civil War at the moment, but you've uh, presumably also heard that there's a they've, they've confirmed the Punisher spin-off series. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised though, but I think they can't just keep <laughs> expanding the universe. I want to watch the Defenders TV series eventually before they all get old. So <laughs> you can't just keep doing, you know, doing season two, season three. I know they're good. They're really, really good. But I really want to watch the Defenders TV series as well. And please oh, it's, do... it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, when I'm like 80. I, I was slightly surprised that they didn't mention uh, Daredevil in this film. I know we, we talked about it offline before, but um, I was I was expecting, I wasn't expecting him to appear, but I thought when they were getting them to sign their cords, they might mention the amount of damage that, that uh, Daredevil has done in mm. New York. Although he's not killing anyone, but they don't necessarily know that. But the, the fact that superpower appears, superpowered people have uh, have caused a lot of damage there. I thought that might get a quick mention. Um, maybe they just thought there's too many characters already. We don't want to confuse people even more. But, yeah. but I agree with you when you said earlier that they balance everyone well in this film. They made everyone stand out. Um, some have more time than others, obviously. But... They did well given how many people there are in this film. And you know how much I did not... Okay, I did not not like Age of Ultron. I thought it was okay. But I thought that film didn't do justice to each of the characters as well as this one did. And especially in this film, I liked the Falcon a lot more. Yes, the Falcon was definitely better in this... Well, and in fact, he had like 20 seconds in Age of Ultron, didn't he? But, um, yeah. Yes, and I think... I don't know whether... Because in, in the comics, he's, he's currently Captain America, isn't he? But um, I don't know whether they were... Leading up to that, test yeah, testing them out to see because it looks like Bucky. Well, we saw at the end Bucky's been put back into ice. Mm. I, I I'm not sure I'd buy him as as a new Captain America. Whereas if they make Falcon the new one, it could work. I'd, I'd definitely be on board with that. Yeah. yeah, and his action scenes were really well done. I think the Falcon has probably my favorite um, fighting scenes in Civil War, especially in the okay. beginning. I thought the way you can use wings and acrobatic yeah. as acrobatics, it was it was quite something to see. I liked it a lot. Yeah, because I guess the sooner or later they run out of what you can do with a shield, which is basically just hit people or throw them. Oh no! There was a point in the in the in the, in the film where I saw uh, when he threw the shield at a very improbable angle and hit the guy. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I liked it. Yeah, that was good. I did like Spider-Man telling him that his shield defied all laws of physics. Uh, that was that was a nice touch. Um, I thought Scarlett Johansson, um, Black Widow, didn't get as much to do as. As she has in previous ones because she got some very emotional scenes both in Avengers Assemble and in uh, Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and she didn't really get that at all this time she had a few good lines and a few good action scenes but she was seemed more a bit relegated I thought well, she was the double agent wasn't she kind of she was and again I thought they'd make more of that because I'd heard rumours there was a double agent but she was double agent for about 20 seconds yeah um, and she wasn't even you know caught by Iron Man at the end I was like why, why aren't you taking her into custody 
for yeah, example. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't exactly subtle double agents, was it? It just, <laughs> no. just shot someone. It was a, um, apparently, um, so Pepper Potts wasn't in this one. She and, she and Iron Man appear to have broken up off screen. They got together. They're on a break. So why not? They're on a break, Colin. They're on, they're on a break. Um, well... Well, that's a question for Friends fans. For all, for all <laughs> um, but apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow was was in the film. They must have cut her scenes because I heard was she? she was. Um, yeah, I read something saying she was going in for some reshoots, but obviously they 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 dropped all of that, which I can understand. She she wouldn't be able to contribute much to it, but no, I think we we got what we needed to get from him from from Tony Stark just talking about it, didn't we? I so. know. Um, Peggy Carter's death. Yes, it's gone. I thought that was quite emotional. To be fair. Um, I, I I haven't seen what's 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 the DVD you lent me, Agent, Agent Carter, Carter. Obviously, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. But um, from the films, um, the first Captain America, I I felt quite yeah. yeah I felt quite sorry for Steve actually, and it was yeah, quite emotional. Fact, that was probably probably one of Natasha Romanoff's best scenes as well, kind of mm. coming into to come for him. But I had I hadn't realised or I'd forgotten that he didn't know Sharon Carter was related to Peggy Carter. Yeah. So when she turned up at the funeral, I, I was I didn't couldn't work out why he was surprised for a bit. Um, I I like Sharon Carter. I liked her in uh, in Winter Soldier. I, um, I did, but she didn't get to do much then, and she didn't get to do much now as well. Well, that's I guess uh, we talked about the the romantic storylines earlier, and it looks like they well, it looks like they definitely have have paired them up, um, Sharon Carter and Captain America. But they didn't really do any groundwork for it. It was just suddenly oh look, yeah. they're together. Oh, yeah, um, we, we have to kiss now. Yes. I think it's just and just so we can get the reactions from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which was one of the funniest bits in the film. I, I did love that. But um, I, I love the fact... I, don't know, I, I like the fact that they're together. I don't know when we'll get to see her again because uh, we haven't got another Captain America film on the horizon, have we? But, um, no. Uh, and I can't imagine she's going to do too much in Infinity War. I'm sure she'll be there. Sure, she'll uh, just be there. Be the love interest. Maybe shoot some guns. Um. Oh, she'll definitely shoot some guns. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that surprised me a bit uh, was no one died. Yes, um, I, I was sure someone was going to die. Um, you'll, you'll talk about comics shortly, and you'll be able to tell me who dies in that. Although I do already know, but you'll be able to tell the listeners who dies in that. Um, yes, I can do that. I think this is another criticism of the MCU, and it's not a massive one, but they need to kill someone and leave them dead. I know we've had Quicksilver. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He's, he's gone. Dead. He's, he's not coming back. No. But we've had so many kind of death fake outs. We had Nick Fury and Winter Soldier. We had. Uh, Pepper Potts in Iron yeah, Man Three. Well, you have Bucky. Um, Zemo's parents, you know, and his Zemo's wife parents. and his kids. Zemo's parents. That's who you give them. Yeah, you have um, no one cares about Zemo's Rich parents and Quicksilver's dad and people who um, actually appeared on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have. Um, so I thought they were going to kill off Rody. Um, in fact, I, I, I say I thought they I didn't think they would because um, we saw him his, his lifeless body in the trailer, and you're not going to show who you're killing in the trailer. Uh, but I thought they should have they should have taken the opportunity. He's, he's a B list on the film. He's, he's, no one's going to the film to see Rhodey, uh, but he gives the dramatic impetus. I, I think someone a character like that I thought should have been killed off. He just or Vision. <laughs> kill kill off Vision. Well, I, I'm actually quite glad they didn't kill off anyone this time around I think kind of loses the gravity of the situation if they kill off someone right now I think the main main motivation of the fight and the main the climax of the fight was finding out that you know um, Bucky killed Iron Man's parents and that was enough to break them apart you do not need a death um, well not a death in a film to cause cause a breakup yeah um, I guess yeah then 
maybe you're right. Maybe at that point there's already enough um, incentive. But at some point, I'd, I'd like them to stop faking it and actually have someone not be here anymore. And I guess the tricky thing is we, we half the time we know that the actors have signed contracts. So when they were pretending they killed off Hawkeye in Age of Ultron, didn't fool anyone because he already signed up to be in Civil War. Yeah. I think the thing is they can't tell the popularity of the characters as well <laughs> until <That's true. laughs> until they've shown the film and then suddenly, oh, shit, we can't kill them anymore. Oh, sorry. We, can't, we have to bleep that out. Can we bleep that out? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure we can get the bleep going somewhere. Yeah, it's the same with um, like Agent Coulson, right? They didn't realize how popular he was. And now he's, he has his own TV series and he's in the comic books as well. And as, but, but as far as the film goes, he's dead. I know he's alive in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I stopped watching a couple of seasons ago. I don't know if you're still going with it. Um, no. But uh, no. It's but, gotten better though, I heard. Yeah, they always say that. <laughs> it's, about the, it's about the seventh time I've heard it's getting better. Probably from me as well. Seven times from me. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. Um, well, one thing we haven't mentioned, Giant Man. Oh, he, he was, that he was, that was the part I said, holy sh**. I was waiting. I get, I, the, get the bleep round again. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> but Peter Parker said that as well. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right then. But yeah, like throughout the whole film, I was thinking, oh, will he, will he go to Giant Man? Will he become Giant Man? Will he become Giant Man? And then when he finally became Giant Man, I knew uh, the, the feeling. I, I just wanted to jump off my seats and just say, wow, Yes. He's finally I, giant man. Well. I actually knew he would because uh, I'd seen a, um, some merchandise that had a giant man what? toy, um, which was disappointing to find that out That's, ahead of time. Yeah, you don't so watch the trailers try- and you see to avoid- a toy. It's annoying. Yeah, you can't you can't avoid these things. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I love the name Giant Man. Yeah, Giant Ant Man. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well done, them. I did like it was as soon as he'd done that when. Um, Iron Man said, if anyone on our side has got uh, dramatic and surprising powers, feel free to reveal them now. Uh, that was really funny. But don't you think he, he fought really slowly when he was big, though? He did. Which you would think so, that when you're huge, you'll fight at the same speed as you were when you're tiny. <laughs> well, so when he's tiny, he has the power of a, of a normal man. That's the whole point of Iron yep. Man. When he's really big, why doesn't he also have the power of a normal man? Oh, no, no, no. He's, uh, his power increases with mass in the comic books. But it, but it decreases when you get smaller. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's pin particles for you, Colin. Know some <laughs> oh, physics. Well, a... Pin particles. That's what pin particles but... do. It compacts your mass. But when you grow bigger, your strength goes bigger as well. Oh, I didn't do a didn't do a level physics. I must have missed that. <sighs> See, that's what you've been missing. Okay, so um, I think we've covered most of the most of the film now. I think. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the um, the com- the comparison to the comic? So. <laughs> I think Civil War, the comic book, was probably one of the first graphic novels I've ever bought. I think the one, the only one I bought before that was The House of M, which is the the comic book where the Scarlet Witch went crazy and killed lots oh, yeah. of people. But this was the first one. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> cherry again. Yeah, um, but this um, was one of the first few graphic novels I've bought, and the reason why I bought it in the first place was to. You always want to see your heroes fighting against each other because uh, there's only so many times you can see heroes fighting against villains and seeing the heroes winning because the heroes will always have to win. There's n- there, there may be some rare occurrences where the villains have won, but the heroes more than likely will win. And I bought the Civil War because I wanted to see, you know, who will win. I never really cared much for Captain America or Iron Man back then, um, but I did like Spider-Man. 
so it helped when he was there. Um, oh, yeah. Spider-Man was pivotal in the Civil War comic book series because he actually revealed himself as Peter Parker to the public as part of yeah, I've seen that. Um, I've seen that that frame where he, he takes off his mask and says, "I am Peter Parker." Yes. Uh, although I've not read the comic myself. Yeah, but it let- obviously he, he didn't do that. In the film, no. that wouldn't have made a lot of sense. I guess it then just appeared. No, it, it, because in the comic books, when you register under the Superhero Registration Act, you need to state your real name. Oh, yeah. Peter believed in that, and hence he revealed himself. There were consequences after that, obviously. Um, spoilers if you've not read the comics before, but um, someone tried to kill Peter, obviously, because they already know who he was, and that he was Spider-Man, and they accidentally shot Aunt May instead. Oh, no. Yeah, in the comic books. Um, it didn't like to, later turn out that she wasn't really Aunt May, she was a <laughs> c- chameleon or something like uh, that. No, um, Peter Parker made a deal with the devil to turn back time and reverse everything. I really can't see them putting that into uh, the MCU. No, <laughs> no, that would be a bit, um, yeah, a bit too much comic booky. Yeah, you're not going to sell Happy Meals with the, the character the devil, are you? Yeah, I thought the... The motives in the film were much better than the ones in the comic books. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought the reason why they created the Sokovia Accords in the film, it made sense. And it also helped that, that there was Bucky. So the reason why Captain America and Iron Man would be fighting, especially when Bucky was involved, it makes a lot more sense. Whereas when you read the comic books, so yes, there was an explosion in a school um, and lots of people died. And hence, that's why you have the Superhero Registration Act. But right. I can't really see Captain America's point in point of view in the comic books. So I can see why Iron Man would be for registration when lots of people have died. But I can't see why Captain America would be against it that much. Right. Whereas in the film, you have Bucky. And Bucky being there um, adds a lot to the reasons behind why Captain America behaves the way he did. Yeah, and I thought they did well in the films. I was obviously... Didn't know that about the comics, but I thought they did well in the film about why uh, governments would start getting involved. So they did play back all the casualties that had happened, and and the fact that at the start of the film, when um, when they do blow up a floor of a building, mm-hmm. it was done well because it basically the Avengers didn't kill anyone more than would have been killed if they hadn't been involved. Yes, because um, Crossbones, who's in the film for like two minutes, um, which is fortunate because I could barely, I really couldn't remember who he was. Um, I know he was in Captain America too, but I just couldn't place him at all. Um, anyway, he, he was going to kill a lot of people and they just killed a lot of different people. So I can yeah. see why the government's annoyed. I can see why um, the audience was still on the side of the Avengers, potentially, or the side of Captain America, potentially. Um, if I was going to ask you, Zijan, Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Which one, in the film or in the comics? Uh, well, uh, well, it sounds like in the comics you must be t- Team Iron Man. Yeah, I was Team uh, Iron Man. So in, so in the film? Uh, in the film, it's tricky. The thing is, we know that Bucky was brainwashed. So we know Captain America's reasons more. And I can see why he wants to protect Bucky a lot more. So probably Team Captain America, really. What about you? I think I'm coming, I think I'm coming down Team Cap as well. Um, but it, it's tough. And I think they did that well because apparently audiences were, were asked afterwards and they're still fairly evenly split. Mm. So they did well. To, you can really see Iron Man's point of view. Yeah. Um, That's good though. Although fairness, it, yeah, if he was so worried about killing people, he should stop creating monsters. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that point. Um, a few more things in the comics is that there were more characters. Obviously, um, you felt like more like a war 
it really felt more like a war. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have like the Fantastic Four were in there. A few X-Men were in there. Uh, Wolverine was in there. Um, Storm was in there because she was married to T'Challa. Um, the, married to who? Um, Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. Um, Thunderbolts were in there. So these are the Marvel's equivalent of the Suicide Squad. So they're basically bad guys. Right. The thing was was because um, Iron Man ran out of people who were uh, with him. So he okay. he had to hire like the Suicide Squad, basically. Yeah. Right, da- right. Daredevil, as mentioned earlier, you have the Punisher. So lots more characters. It felt more like a war. But I think you can't really do that in a film though. The, it just gets so bloated. To be honest, watching the film, my immediate thought wasn't, I wish there were more characters in this. Um, I think they uh, any more would have would have uh, been more confusing. I, I didn't find it confusing. Actually, I thought they dealt with it well. Obviously, as, as you said, they, they just had to relegate a few people a bit more than I would have liked. But um, yeah, certainly they've got it was a good number. Or so characters you can't have more in. Um, yeah, because they don't have the rights to. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Four. Yet, uh, yeah. I wish they get Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's um, gonna happen, season. Yeah, happen I could season. wish. I could wish. Um, last thing um, I'm gonna say is that I think the ending in the film is better than one in the comics as well. Okay, so in the comics, I don't spoilers. We haven't read the comics, but um, Captain America dies. Uh, not in the main. Um, oh really? Not, okay. not in the main graphic novel. Um, it happens straight um, after that. He was shot. Uh, okay. By Sharon Carter. By Sharon Carter? By Sharon Carter. I did not see that coming. He was sniped by Sharon Carter. Um, Neither did he, in fact. Um, yeah, to be fair, though, Sharon Carter was um, mind-controlled by some... Uh, classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah, but he was actually shot by Sharon Carter, and that was the death of Captain America. But I think um, the way the comic book ended was that um, Captain America was going to give his final blow to Iron Man, and then oh, yeah. many, many civilians, um, because they were fighting in New York City, obviously, they okay. went and held him back. And then Captain America realized that this war has caused uh, more damage than anything else to the right. civilians. And he realized that, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. We should be saving the people, not, not causing harm to them. And he surrendered. No, fair enough. Just like that. Okay. <laughs> but that's why I preferred the, the, the ending of the film more because it, it had more weight. You could see the hurt between. It did. I thought the, I thought they wrapped a bit, bit more neatly. I'm, in some ways, I'm glad they didn't. But I thought they got to this. When the chords came out, I thought what was going to happen was there was going to be some massive threat, and it turns out you do need the Avengers after all, and the, the chords got ripped up and thrown away. And I'm kind of glad they didn't do that, partly because that would give a much we could do on if they all just teamed up. Mm. Uh, so we'll come on to Batman v Superman soon but um, I guess that, that was one of the things with Batman v Superman that they just teamed up and you might as well not have been versus each other in the first place whereas in this one um, they kept that dynamic going but it does mean that for, for Infinity War and for whatever other films we've still got the issue of those accords that's going to come up again surely yes. um, so we've not we've not lost that should we talk Batman v Superman yeah let's do that <laughs> I like talking about Batman v Superman actually I've done uh no, no. So, so the similarities. Um, so we've got heroes up against each other. Yes. You've got baddies trying to take advantage of that, albeit slightly different. Or causing it. Or causing it. You've got the importance of people's mothers' names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember. Oh, I... So in Batman v Superman, the fact that both of them got mothers called Martha was huge um, for some reason. In Civil War, the fact that Bucky knew that Steve Rogers' <laughs> mum was called Sarah 
was a key point. Uh, I like the fact that Falcon point out, so that makes you good now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were making a jibe at um uh, at Batman vs Superman, but clearly they wouldn't know what what goes on in each film. But <laughs> I thought it was a very good jibe at Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Well, in fact, the whole Batman vs Superman carnage. So in Man of Steel, he kills thousands of people, and Batman vs Superman, they, they tried to kind of rectify that a bit with a. Kind of, oh no, Doomsday is here, but don't worry, it's five o'clock, everyone's gone home. Um, but they still must have killed at least hundreds and probably thousands of people doing what they did. Yeah. And no one seems to care. Um, where, well, at least they don't care. Whereas, uh, in this one, you can see that the, the impact it has, like, I thought, um, Elizabeth Olsen, a Scarlet Witch, played that really well in kind of the, the impact it had on her and obviously Robert Downey Jr. Whereas you can get the feeling that either Batman or Superman really cared that they killed lots of people. Yeah, I agree with that. Because Superman doesn't feel like he felt any remorse whatsoever or any regret whatsoever. The thing is, I don't no. want to change turn this podcast into a a rant of Batman vs Superman because I've ranted enough about Batman vs Superman. Yeah, we should, Superman. we should probably leave that, shouldn't we? Um, yeah. We can rant about it some other time. But uh, I think it's it's a real kick in the teeth for for DC Extended Universe because not only was their film bad, mm. but a very similar film has just been made much, much better. Yeah. It, should we leave it at that? Yeah, let's leave it at that. Um, if we turn into a rant, I can rant all day about Batman vs Superman, but um, I like to say that I I hope someone from DC will just take a leaf of Marvel's book and just make a good story, tell a good story, make it make it make a good film with with good characters. Um, yeah, make us care. Yes, make yeah. us care. Okay, let's let's leave it on Civil War. Then. So I think we both agreed, very good film. Yes, well done, well done, the Civil War people. Um, well done, Russell Brothers. The next few. Yeah. Teresa Brothers, they'll be back for Infinity, uh, Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2. So, uh, <sighs> that'll be great. That'll be great. 2018, we'll find out more about that. Confidence. Okay, well, on to, uh, on to a new segment then. Ta-da. I said they're all, <laughs> they're all new segments because it's the first one. <laughs> we need a music we'll segue. Be, we do need a new segue. Um, if you're listening and you're a very talented musician, <laughs> um, uh, you're a talented musician, Caesar. Um, Got a piano, uh, piano and everything. Yeah. It, the word talent is defined very loosely here. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, called, it's called The Actor Factor, where we talk about um, a particular actor uh, or actress. We're very uh, gender neutral uh, and their career. And we may even attempt to work out what their best and worst films are. Let's see if that happens or not. Um, so this week it's Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, you know, right? You, well, you, <laughs> you, speak, you speak for the for the audience for that disappointment. Oh, Tell me. Uh, of, I thought I knew many Jim Carrey films. But it turns out I don't. Okay. I only have like <laughs> what? Let me do this. Eight on my list, and okay. Well, they're quite similar. <laughs> so, so Jim Carrey tends to do either very wacky, out there uh, performances, um, you know, rubber face, or he tends to do a uh, slightly more serious kind of. Um, every now and again, he'll try and do something that's that's not a comedy. Um, which do you prefer, Zisha? Oh. Um... Do you, do you like him in his Ace Ventura, in his uh, Liar Liar? The thing is, the I watched his Ace Ventura films when I was much younger. So I did like them. I did enjoy them. Because, yeah, I was at a younger state of mind. When you say younger state of mind, you just mean younger yeah, age. Yeah, pretty much, right? yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, but I do like his serious films as well. I like I enjoyed The Truman Show. So The Truman Show I was going to bring up. I think yeah. um, definitely my favourite Jim Carrey role. He kind of underplayed that show. He's a very good dramatic actor when he wants to be. Um, I, th- I love that, the whole dynamic of that film the, the ideas behind it it seems a very original oh. concept of, of a man who so if you haven't seen the truman show um, a man who uh, um 
who's been on TV his entire life, he's in this make-believe. Well, he's in this, this, this uh, created world just for just for TV cameras, but he doesn't know that. Um, I think they explored the ideas around that very, very sensibly. Yeah, that was a very good film. Um, another film that I liked about um, from Jimmy Carrey was um, a series of unfortunate events. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not based on the uh, based on the books. Yeah, based on the books. I'm not. I don't know whether you've seen it before. Um, I've not read the books myself, but it was done really well. And the child actors were really good, considering um, the reputation of child actors. And Jim yeah. Carrey was his usual manic self, but it works well for the film because he played Count Olaf. Yeah, I've seen it a couple of times, not not for a while, but yeah, I think in, in a kind of heightened reality film where it's very uh, fairy tale, oh. his kind of acting works well. Uh, sometimes when you put him into the real world, it doesn't necessarily work quite so well. No. Um, to be honest, a lot, a lot of his worst films, or what probably his worst films, I haven't seen. So I haven't seen Thumb of Dick and Jane or Mr. Popper's Penguins or stuff like that, which I'm sure is just really average at best. Mm. Um, shouldn't be reviewing films I've not seen, but, uh, but I don't think, I think you've kind of played that formula a lot. So I've seen Yes Man, which I actually enjoy quite a lot, but, um, it seems to be just almost a showcase for him to do some slightly wacky things. Yeah, um, well, without worrying I, too much. I I didn't like Yes Man as much as you did. I thought it was okay, but this whole idea of saying yes to everything was a bit contrived, really. It's based on a very good book, actually. Yes Man by Danny Wallace. Um, it's, it's a non-fiction, so he he did this uh-huh. and wrote about it. Um, and to be honest, it's it's only very very loosely based on it. Um, yeah, but, but this it's, thing, it's, yeah, the books books better than the film. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing though. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of self-help books in general. So that could be it. But it just okay. feels really contrived. Not a big fan of Yes Man. Um, good, good guitar playing skills though. Well, there you go. That, what more can you ask for in a film? Yeah. I'll tell you his worst film that I've seen. It's the number 23. Have you seen that no, one? No, I've not seen that. I've um, read about it though. Okay. Well, since I live at number 23. <laughs> okay. Um, I what a coincidence. That's amazing. <sighs> And, and that basically, that, that just there is basically what the film is. He, he has the most contrived possible ways of finding the number 23. So um, I think one of them, someone's favourite colour was pink. So they wrote out white and red and then took one letter, or took, took A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, to add up the letters for, for white and red, and then divided by 4 because there's 4 letters in the word pink. <laughs> and it got them to 23. What an incredible coincidence. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing so, I've heard. So, so that's very frustrating. But then it plays as a kind of a, a noir thriller where he's trying to track down a murderer. And it spoilers for number twenty-three. Don't watch it; it's terrible. But um, it turns out that he is the murderer, and then he just got uh, amnesia or something. Uh, <sighs> so I'd say he was trying to play that one very um, straight. It wasn't a comedy role by any means, um, and that was that was not successful. Um, what do you think of his uh, Riddler? In uh, Batman Forever, I, I don't know the the comic books very well, so I don't know uh, if that's true to how the Riddler normally is. But I thought that that worked in the kind of the comic booky world he was in. It wouldn't work in the the well, certainly wouldn't work in the current D, uh, DC universe, and it wouldn't even work in the MCU, I don't think. But in that kind of um, Joel Schumacher, everything's crazy, bright colours. Mm. I thought I, I didn't mind that film though. I thought Val Kilmer played a decent Batman. Val Kilmer, I think, might be my favourite. Of the Batman actors, apart from maybe Ben Affleck. Really? Um, I think he's better than Michael Keaton. There you go. Okay. I've said it. Oh, there you go. Michael Keaton, if you're hearing this, <laughs> he lives at number 23. <laughs> Just try all the roads. Um, <laughs> well, we've lost, we've lost, uh, lost half our, our fan base now, I think. Um, with, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, Man on the Moon, that's a weird film. He plays Andy Kaufman. Um, Andy Kaufman turns out was very weird. Jim Carrey plays him very weird. 
I wouldn't necessarily bother watching that one. Andy Kaufman was an actor who was in Taxi and various other things, but um, he was also... Uh, I don't really had a personality disorder. I just like to pretend that he had a personality disorder. Um, oh. that, that comes across fairly weird. Me, me myself, and Irene, one of the most offensive mainstream comedies of all time. Um, <laughs> of course, it is. Not seen that either. Well, he, he's a schizophrenic, and he plays it for laughs. I think that's probably all you need to know. Um, okay. Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Morning. You seen that one? No, I've uh, not. Oh, uh, well, you should actually. That's very good. It's um. Uh, Kate, he and Kate Winslet they, they play well, they, but both of them try and get each other erased from their memories and it, it plays um, plays on what would happen with that very very fragmented and very uh, quite well, slightly difficult to follow the first time around because they jump around in time a bit but um, watch it twice you'll love it the second time it also has <laughs> okay. uh, supporting roles from uh, Mark Ruffalo Kirsten Dunst um, okay yeah the, the other films I have on my list oh yeah uh, Ace Ventura of course The Mask Yep. Dumb and Dumber. All right. Okay. Yeah. So basically, everything all where Jim Carrey yeah. just played the same character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> played the same character. And the thing is, I watched all of these films when I was younger and uh, I enjoyed them a bit. I enjoyed The Mask the most, probably, out of the three. That is good fun. Although quite different to the, uh, yeah. the comic, I understand. But um, yeah. But you're right. Uh, those are all fairly similar. You need to broaden your yeah. Jim Carrey films. Check out Eternal Sunshine. I've seen Bruce Almighty. Uh, okay. Yeah. Again, yeah. That, that's... um. Better than I thought it was going to be. That, that is actually quite a decent film. Yeah. Um, that is quite a decent film. It reminds me a little bit about Click, the Adam Sandler film. I, I'm sorry I, to say I've seen that Adam Sandler I film. I haven't but seen that one. Uh, it's an Adam Sandler film, so I try and avoid those where possible. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So uh, have we reached a consensus on the best Jim Carrey films? I think we... Yes. Yeah. Is the Truman Show is probably my favorite. There we go. Um, yeah. Definitive. Um <laughs> And the worst, well, I think the worst is number 23, but since you've not seen it, we'll have to... Uh, no, we have to move on. Yeah. Um, so the actor fans, it might, might become a regular segment. We'll try and cover an actor we've seen more films of uh, next time. Um, speaking of regular segments, we're going to try a little quiz, Susan. Um, so we have both prepared to both ask and answer uh, questions on The Jungle Book. Let's see mm-hmm. how this goes. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very possible that um, that we've both researched the same stuff, so we might have the same five questions, but we're going to ask each other five questions each. I think we'll just take alternate questions. Um, okay. And this could be a long-running thing, see who gets more answers right. The okay, problem, let's do the, this. The, yeah. The problem being, of course, that I could just set really hard questions. I don't think mine are that difficult. No, hold on. Actually, it could be quite difficult. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's find out. I'll, 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 um, I'll go first. I, Question one, Zijan. Question one. In what year was The Jungle Book first published in book form? Oh. I must have seen this in your research. I may have seen this somewhere. I know when the film was made. <laughs> <laughs> I know when the first first film was made. By the way, that's not in my questions. No? The okay. first film was made in 1967, I think. It certainly think. was. I looked up that, yep. Yeah, so the book must be before that. <laughs> I'm not sure when Raya Kipling was Alive, is he still alive? He's not alive, right? I'm gonna have to push you for uh, for an answer. Ah, can can I give like a century? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll give you uh, give you five years either way. Uh, okay, nineteen. No, you're wrong. Am I wrong? Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Eighteen ninety four. Eighteen ninety four. Yep. Wow. Okay. Wow. Do you want to go for your uh, your first question? Yeah. So... Yes. You can complete the lyrics from the bare necessities. <laughs> Now, when you pick a pawpaw or a prickly... How many words do you need me to give you? Just one. 
All right. a, a popper or prickly pear. Prickly what? Pear. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Excellent. Tell you what, when I was in uh, my, my church in, in Coventry, um, yeah. we did a, uh, uh, we sang Bear Necessities and I sang bass <sighs> and that was one of the, uh, the lyrics I got. Um, oh, man. There you go. I should have known that. You should have told me that earlier. <laughs> uh, what is a pawpaw anyway? Uh, it's kind of fruit. And a prickly pear is a cactus, isn't it? I don't know. I just thought it was a pear that was prickly. <laughs> have you seen a pear that's prickly before, Colin? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to uh, wherever the Jungle Book is set. Um, India. I, that, was, that wasn't one of my questions, but now I know. <laughs> India. One. Why not? <laughs> Question two. Um, this is about the book rather than the film. Um, <sighs> the Jungle Book contains the story of Ricky Tiki Tivy. Or possibly Ricky Tiki Tavy. Who knows? Uh, what kind of animal is he? What the heck is this? <laughs> I've, not, I've not read a book before. Oh, this is so difficult. Okay, friend. it's going to be in a jungle. So, one of those animals in a jungle. Uh, what other animals are there? I'm hoping it's not one of the main characters or one of the other I animals. I don't think he's in the film, if that's any help. No. Is it a vulture? It's a mongoose. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, wow, yeah. I may have pitched my questions too hard. Um, Probably did. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll save my difficult ones for next time. Okay. Uh, yeah, because most of my... The, all my questions are based on a cartoon, actually. So oh, the really? second one is, what does King Louis want from Mowgli? Uh, he, he wants the secret of fire. Yeah, see? There you go. Easy. This is going well, because you've, you've seen the most recent film, and I haven't, so I'm glad uh-huh. that your questions aren't about that. <laughs> By the way, I have to say that the most recent film was amazing. There you go. One word, one word review. Amazing. Um, I will see it. I will see it. I was going to see it last week, but a friend of mine had to drop out. Anyway, here's my only question about the animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, question three. In the animated film, which famous band do the vultures represent? Is it the Beatles? It is the Beatles. Well done, Zijan. Yeah. Well done. There are four of them, I remember correctly, and one had very long hair. And they've got uh, Liverpudlian Puddlian accents as well. Yeah. Um, there you go, 2-1. See, uh, see if I can pull to a two-point lead again. What's your question three? <laughs> question three. In the Disney film, um, the original film, what kind of bear is Baloo? Kind of, what kind of bear is he? Yeah. The thing is, because they use different types of bears. <laughs> well, in, I'm fairly in... confident he's not a, he's not a polar bear because uh, he's good. in the jungle. He's um, not a panda either. Oh, you help me out. Koala isn't actually a type of bear, so it can rule yeah. that out. Um, I'm gonna say he's a grizzly bear. Uh, no, he's no? a sloth bear is because he really? he's lazy. That ah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is um your chance to pull level then. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might or may not know Andy Serkis has got a film coming up of this of the same book. Yeah. From 2018. Yeah. Uh, so in that film, which actor who has also played Batman will voice Bagheera? Oh wow. So I've given you, I've given you a limited number of Batman. Yeah, actors. that's true. Michael Keaton, Will Kilmer, um, George Clooney, George Clooney. So Will Kilmer has disappeared for a while now, so I doubt it'll be him. George Clooney, I don't know what he's been acting in recently, so I'm not sure. Uh, Christian Bale, it's possible. Ben Affleck, I don't think he'll be doing um voice acting anytime soon. I'm gonna go with uh. Michael Keaton. Oh, it's Christian Bale. Oh, it's the British thing. Dang it. I should have known. Oh, right, so, so okay. still 2-1. So if, if I get this one right, I... Uh, you put an, it. An lead. 
Yeah, and I'll set my questions to be more difficult next time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number four, which animal character was created for the Disney film but was never in Kipling's original book? When I was doing my research, I saw this. Yep, yep. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, man. So it wasn't the snake or the bear, I don't think. Oh, Oh, this is annoying. It's just so annoying. (laughs) I saw this and I thought, no, I won't ask that question. (laughs) But then I forgot the answer. It's been a long time since I've uh, since I've seen those films. Um, Time's running out. Is, is there a timer? Yeah, um, I have one. Oh, oh really? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for elephant. No, it's King Louis. Is he not in the? Uh... Oh, I'd completely forgotten that. No, it's okay. not in the film. Yeah, he was created for the TV series, um, for the cartoon as well as the the girl character at the end, the love oh, interest yes. of Mowgli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here we go. Then this could be your chance to pull level. Uh, mm-hmm. My last question. What is the name of the male rhinoceros in the 2016 film? (laughs) (laughs) That is so obscure. This might be unfair because I've not seen the film, uh, so I don't even know if they mentioned his name. That is Uh, so obscure. But it's on the Wikipedia page. That Um, is so obscure, Colin. You have no idea how obscure that knowledge is. (laughs) I believe in you. Didn't didn't your your dad tell you that you need to have, you know, a list of questions where I should know 70% of it on average? He did. did. My my dad's a big fan of the 70% rule. Yeah. That is a very obscure question. I didn't know. Did he have any lines in the film? (laughs) I don't think he had any lines in the film. Why are you asking me, Colin? I'm going to guess a random... Tell you what, I'll give you a clue. Um, It's also the name of a character who's been voiced by Mel Gibson in the past. (sighs) Um, I think... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to come up with some Indian name which may come up really racist. Okay. Um, let's just go with Dread because I like Judge Dread. Okay, his name's Rocky. Um, oh. oh. That was okay. the name of the chicken in Chicken Run, right? He was called Rocky. Yeah, he's called Rocky. Oh, there you go. Good, great clue. Hmm. Um, well, so I've already won, but let's have the final question anyway. <sighs> the name Bagheera comes from the word Baga in Hindi. What does it mean? Uh, does it mean... Uh, wise. <laughs> no, it means no. No, surprisingly, it means tiger. <laughs> that was guessable. That was very guessable. No, yeah, it was guessable. Exactly. Well, there you go. That's a glorious uh, glorious victory for me. Um, I, my hope had been that at some point along the way we'd have discussed something and thought, "Hey, that would be a good thing to do a quiz about." Mm. Um, but sure. I can't think of anything at the moment, unless you've thought of anything that came up. No, not at the moment. But we should tell our listeners how often we're planning to do this. Uh, very eager to hear us again. We're yeah. planning to do this uh, fortnightly, aren't we? Um, That's the plan. So we're back in two weeks, which gives us two weeks to uh, to figure out um, what we're going to talk about, because we haven't planned that far ahead, yep. uh, as well as to figure out uh, what we're going to quiz each other on um, and which actor we'll be looking at, an actor factor, and mm-hmm. any other segments we might come up with. Um, but thank you for listening to, to the C to Z of movies. Um, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it, Sejan? Yeah, that's been fun. It's been very fun. But um, I'll ask you again once you've finished editing this whole thing. Yes. Great. Well, uh, thanks for listening and we'll, uh, we'll see you again next time. Bye.